Welcome to Books and Beats, where we dish over the dopeness of Atlanta's creative class. Follow the hashtag Books and Beats and What the ATL to learn more about what's going on in books, art, and music in Atlanta. Today on Books and Beats, we sit down with author and literary activist J.C. Moore to learn more about her literary works of art and why this work is so important. Sit tight as we sit down with J.C. Moore. Please help me welcome my guest for today. J.C. Moore is an American-born author from New York, born to Caribbean parents. She is the author of several works of ethnic fiction, children's books, screenplays, and nonfiction literary works. Her titles include the award-winning I Am Crocodile, the picture book, Oh, Could You Imagine?, as well as the novel Don't Fall Asleep, and the young adult series, The Light Bearer and the Darkness series of short stories. She's also written Time to Get, a quick public speaking guide. Help me welcome J.C. Moore to the Books and Beats podcast. J.C., uh, thank you so much for joining us thank today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. I, 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 so I've read your bio, um, a brief version of it, but I'd like for you to kind of define yourself for our audience so that they really get to know who you are um, outside of the books like what is really prompting you to do this work because you've done it multiple times yes. and it seems like you're a serial um, writer <laughs> publisher person who produces books so and that takes a lot of energy yes. so tell me what is your why what is the thing that motivates you well I describe myself as a literary activist and that is trying to change individual behavior, individual mindsets, and thereby changing society and from there, of course, the world. I focus on ethnic fiction because I'm very concerned, of course, with self and my people, my people being anyone and everyone of color. So first and foremost, I consider myself a literary activist. So I, I choose the genre of fiction to write most of my stories because it gives you flexibility and you're not constrained as you are with a, a true history or historical work. But most of my work has at its core some actual real event. Mm -hmm. So I like to do that because oftentimes when you do hit upon that bestseller, folks mm -hmm. will go back and research. These days, young folks with cell phones, iPads, and various <laughs> electronic devices are able to search so quickly. You're having a conversation. They're not looking at you because their thumbs are looking up what you're saying to validate you. So when you stick to historical events, but then weave a story around it, I think that it makes it very interesting and it brings them in. So my mm -hmm. target, although it is young people, it's not exclusively young people. Mm -hmm. you know? So my goal as a literary activist is really to change people's thoughts. Mm -hmm. 
are there certain um themes in particular that run through your your fictional works I'm sorry I had a technical difficulty can you repeat oh. that please oh are there certain themes that run through your fictional works of um of art yes there are I like to have intact families whenever possible mm-hmm sometimes I think that my work is as much reactionary to the work that's been published, to the screenplays that have been produced, to the stage plays that have been produced as much as anything else. Because they often will show, at least when I grew up, right, because I'm the tail end of the baby boomers, they had shows like Good Times where they were basically in the ghetto. And so... As Dr. Francis Crest Welsing said, it wasn't good times for us, it was good times for someone else. Then they whittled away at the family. First, James was gone. Then Florida was gone. And now the kids are on their own. So they're constantly eroding at our base or that's my mom or just different shows that were prominent where if you did see the family, if it wasn't a maid situation, and you did see the family, it was often fragmented. So I make every effort to be sure that the family is intact, every effort to make sure the family is educated. We don't need to show impoverished thinking and feel Mm. that that's the representative of of blackness, of our urban selves. So I try to make sure that we do that, not to say you don't kill anybody or that there are no problems, but at least where we have a base that is whole coming at it from a whole yeah it's like a reimagining of reimagining is the wrong word because that sounds non-realistic but um in terms of media yes it sounds like a reimagining of what the black experience is and how it's portrayed yes um but but we know that that's not the full story either um so it is important to bring those other voices and other stories to the platform that are fully representative of the experience of um brown people well everywhere i think when i when i would be critical of movies or books that became popular especially when they showed a lot of just really bad things happening to people dysfunctional things they say well it's true and i say yes it's true, but of the five movies you get to make a year, if that many, that's a good year, right? Mm-hmm. How many mm-hmm. of them are showing a decent African-American or Black character versus if you have, say, 1% of the hundreds of Caucasian movies made, it doesn't have the same impact. And we mm-hmm. become what we see. So if you continue yes. to show that and glorify drug dealing and gang banging, then that's what we become and I don't want wish for us to become that so I don't write that and it wasn't my experience my father was a scientist my mother had her bachelor's degree I don't know these people that they're constantly parading around Mm. and even you you know the people I know aren't like that yeah so I wanted to see more of, of the people that I really do know I love it. I love it. Um, and, and we are responsible for those that come behind us, too. Yes. So, um, I think that it's good that you're consciously doing that type of work and also providing a wonderful uh, stories in, in entertainment and, and a way to provoke people to think, too. So it's not just um, 
what the themes are about or what you're trying to relay, but also you're, you're really putting together really great work. Well, thank so, you. Um, well, one of the things I was responding to also is whenever we have serious Black work, it can be very heavy for our youth <laughs> to deal with the Harriet Tubman and the Nat Turner, and they never seem to bring it back to modern times with folks who have done very interesting things, who have created things, who have done scientific things. They never bring it past that period of enslavement in the Americas and in the other parts of the world. So when I was young and they start, I was part of integration and everyone would turn and stare at you when they did that one lesson on black history or, or slavery or emancipation. Mm -hmm. And it became very weighted. Even mm -hmm. in terms of aviation, they don't come past Tuskegee. And I was a member of the Black Pilots of America. These were black folks who owned their own planes privately. Mm -hmm. You don't hear about them. You, you see right. Soul Plane at the, at the movie theater, but you don't hear about these things. So the soul plane will reinforce that you can't run an airline. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's exactly the type of thing I'm trying to push back, make it interesting, entertaining, so that folks will want to go see it or read it just like Black Panther, which gave me mm -hmm. so much hope for my work because it wasn't just a good movie. It was a financial bonanza. And I don't think that they were ready for that. And it was also a social bonanza for African-Americans and Blacks really around the globe. That's correct. That is true. Um, I want to turn it slightly because I know that or I heard that you recently won an award. Yes. And I'd like to hear a little bit of more about that. Yes. So if yes. you can share it with our audience. Yes. It is a book award for I Am Crocodile. It is an award from the Afro-American Afro Historical and Genealogical Society. And that's a serious group. So it's a serious award and I'm taking it extremely seriously. I'm very, very, very proud of that award. I'll be going to receive it next month up in Pennsylvania during their annual conference. So I'm very proud of that. It was um, a surprise, but a great surprise. And, and that is one of my favorite books. It's a storybook. It's not a um, picture book. It's a storybook for children between five and nine, but it's actually a book that anyone could read. And I will soon be converting it into an audiobook because some of the lyrics in the book, because it's anthropomorphic, part of it is a story within a story. And some of the words are lyrical and they, are, they just sound really good coming together and it will make a great audiobook. And it's also available on Amazon, as are all of my books at this point. 
Okay. Well, if you need any singers, make sure you holler at me because I got a tiny little bit of a voice. <laughs> mentioned your books are on Amazon. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what you have coming up, um, coming what events you may have is, coming up, and where we can find your work. Well, coming up in terms of events is a literary festival that we're having. It's the first annual literary festival, and I am going to be participating. It's, it's several days, so it's not just one day, and I will be participating on September 25th at Stonecrest Library from 6 to 7. And I will be talking a little bit about my book, but more than that, I'm going to be speaking about writing, publishing, promoting. So I will be dealing with that on the 25th. In terms of what I have coming up down the pike, so to speak, it's the first book in a series of short stories, and the stories are called The Light Bearer and the Darkness Stories. The first installment, the name is Ancestor's Shame, and it's a great story. This one takes place in the late 1600s. The first three are in the late 1600s. The next one, the fourth one, is in the 1800s. And the last three are in the 21st century. It is a wonderful, wonderful story. So look out for that. It should be out later this month or early October. Mm-hmm. What, what age range is it for? That one is young adult. So mm-hmm. we're talking about teenagers, even up to maybe 20, you know, 21 okay. around there. But again, even like Harry Potter, which is for a younger age group, mm-hmm. adults read it. These days, it's no holds barred, but you want to make it appropriate, you know, in terms of content, content mm-hmm. appropriate for young people so that you're not slipping in things that are inappropriate for the age yeah. group. I, um, <clears throat> you, you mentioned it, it, it's primarily for that age, but I do know a lot of adults that read YA, yes. and it may be because I'm a part of an organization called SCBWI. Okay. It's the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, and um, they do read from that picture book, board book age, all the way up to YA. Yes. And there's a lot of adults reading that that age range. Yes. So very popular. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, let's see. So before we close out, oh, tell tell us too where we can order the books um, or find you um and then i have two last questions to tag on the end so first tell our audience where they can find your books right now you can find me on amazon.com i'm i'm not on barnesandnobles.com yet but i'm working on getting it there you can also contact me directly on my twitter or my Facebook, and it's contact underscore JC at jcmore.net. And it's Twitter at jcmore author. And it's Facebook at jcmore. And that's all. Just jcmore. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so I, every time I have an interview, 
I like to ask people two questions. The first one is, what are you reading? And the second question is, can you give our audience any words of wisdom? So if you can tell us first what you're reading. Well, what I'm reading is Meg by Steve Alton. And Meg is a movie now. And Mm -hmm. I saw the preview. And when I watched the preview, my thought was, that's not the book I remember. And the book is fairly old. It's from the 90s. And I said, that's not the book I remember. So I got it from the library to confirm my suspicion that they took his book and made it into something else. But what I loved about the book, that if I did know before, I didn't remember because it was quite a while ago, was Steve Alton found success with his first book, great success with that book, Meg. And although he has a PhD in, I think, sports medicine or something like that, he was writing something closer to his passion, his true passion, because he's an amateur oceanographer and he studied megalodons for decades. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do. I mean, I'm a CPA, an accountant professionally, but the things I write about are the things that I study and I read and the histories that that I enjoy to expose myself to. So I think to slide into the word of wisdom is he, by him writing about what he had a passion for, he found success. So some of us have a good passion for what we do, like maybe say John Gresham, he's an attorney and he has written a lot of courtroom dramas, and he found success with that. But many of us, our professions aren't one that we would find good success in writing. So Mm -hmm. you have to have outside interests. You have to do something more than just whatever you're doing to earn a living. I love it. That's great advice. And I think I need to hear that one just now, too. So so thank you so much for sharing. Yes. In my word of wisdom, I would point to Proverbs 3 and 31 for those who are familiar. It reads, envy thou not the oppressor and choose none of his ways. And my goal is to help others as well as myself fight what is known as the Stockholm Syndrome. And I think that we unconsciously operate under the Stockholm Syndrome. And if you remember Patty Hearst, way, way, way a long time ago, and she was kidnapped and joined with her attackers and developed actually an an allegiance to them. And I think we have done that. Mm. We have done that. So envy thou not, the oppressor and choose none of his ways is my word of wisdom. Thank you. JC, thank you so much thank for you. being on our podcast and you can come back anytime you get ready. Thank you so much <laughs> yes. for having me and God bless you. Oh, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
I have one big event that I want to share with you. The Lit Story Fest is a literature and storytelling festival supported by the DeKalb County Library System. This festival will be featuring authors, artists, and historical talks, art exhibits, and live performances. One of the special features of this event, and there are lots of them, but one of them is an adult story slam, which will be held on Friday, September 28th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Stonecrest Library. If you want to tell a story, a five-minute story around the theme of caught, please sign up online on the website at www.litstoryfest.com. It has to be a five-minute story, and it has to be around the theme of caught. Also at the Lit Story Fest, there's the Children's Literary Day. This family-friendly event will be held on Saturday, September 29th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Stonecrest Library. There's going to be live storytelling, a live art battle with R. Gregory Christie and Kelsey Jackson, who are going to be illustrating a manuscript that's chosen for the day. If you want to sign up to have your manuscript illustrated, make sure you go over to the website. So there's going to be storytelling, a live art battle, theatrical performances, and a teen story slam, uh, I'm sorry, a teen poetry slam at the end of the day. If you'd like to participate as a teen spoken word artist or to have your manuscript Illustrated Live, please go to the website to learn more. There's also vending spaces available, and all of it can be found on www.litstoryfest.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Books and Beats. To those of you who are already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help us make this show possible, tap the link in this episode's description and visit anchor.fm slash books dash in dash beats to become a monthly supporter. Send us a message if you'd like to have a book reviewed or talk to us about a book that you love or some art that you've created or some dope music that you put together. Until next time, keep creating and stay lit.